on this episode of Keeping It Real. Let's get real. Happy No Makeup Thursdays, my little crystals. It's a great day to be alive. We are walking, we are talking, we are breathing. And if you're lucky enough, you have hot water. Let's dive right into it. Thursdays is all about no makeup, getting raw, and having no lip gloss on these lips. This morning I woke up and I had a session with a client, a one-on-one, to connect her to her loved ones, specifically her dad. It's her birthday today. And the session was incredible. Waking up and just setting my own intentions, getting ready. I didn't feel any male energy. I didn't feel her father coming through. And I started to get a little worried that I wouldn't be able to connect for her the way she wanted me to. And a lot of the times when it comes to connecting to the other side, as much as we want to hear from the people that we want to pull or ask them certain things, normally nine out of 10 times, we get what we need, not what we expect. So going into this, I had that attitude that no matter what's going to come up today, to keep it authentic and let her know what I'm truly feeling. Getting into the session, I started to explain to her I wasn't feeling her dad, but it felt like to me her dad's always a part of her. She did a session with me a couple months ago, and she actually did her own ECF where she connected to her dad and talked to him. So I wasn't too worried, but it kept on feeling like a female wanting to talk, wanting to step forward. And I didn't share with her that just yet. We kind of just warmed up of just going across angel numbers and then diving into her spirit animal for the week and for this upcoming year, what's coming out. And it was beautiful. It actually, bear was coming out and bears represent inner voice and listening to that inner voice. And I feel like this year for her is all about her speaking her truth and not living from the influence of how she was raised or her friends or her coworkers. This this year is all about her. So it was really beautiful. Taking a second and asking all of her loved ones if anyone wanted to come through today, I immediately saw a Robin. And I said, who is Robin? And she immediately burst out. And she's like, that's my aunt who passed away. She's one of my strongest angels. I talk to her daily. And this morning, waking up on my birthday, I didn't get that mommy love that I wanted. And Robin stepping forward, reassured that she's here to comfort and give her that mom energy. Her coming through, I gave her as much as I could as far as without my own agenda. The old me would spew on so many things that this individual can be doing for herself. But the truth of the matter is you don't need to be doing anything. You're perfect the way you are. If anything, you should want to want things, but you don't need anything. We're already whole. And so I asked her, since I'm already picking up on her energy and messages are coming through, if she would like to connect with her aunt. And so I set her up to do her ECF and walked her into the stream of consciousness to the other side. It took about 45 minutes. She did 46 minutes in the ECF and she was able to have a full conversation with her aunt. I always tell my clients to block out two hours, if not more, to really take the day off for themselves if they're going to connect with me so that we can really dive into the energy that's around. 
sometimes it takes a little longer just to adjust into the frequency. And I am mind blown that she was able to do it. I took a little extra time with her because it was her birthday. So the session ended up being three hours. And I want to share with you on how after your connection, what it's like. And so after I finish the ECF, I don't like to fuck with anybody's psyche. So I just say great job and I hang up the phone and I have them actually record everything that they experience, whether they want to do a voice memo or just bullet points or actually writing it down in a journal and having it send and then they ha- I have them send it to me and then we process. And what I kind of do then is see all the guidance that's coming through from their own North Star. And I then give energy commitments based on what you are wanting for yourself, what your guides want for yourself. So this is what she came out of the experience, okay? This is what her notes say. She said that when she walked into the ECF, it was really dark at first. She couldn't really notice or like figure out if what where she was exactly. She knew she was outside. She knew that it felt very like breezy, but not too cold. So it wasn't like night, night time, but it was still kind of like dusk. And I just allowed her to adjust into this frequency and we called on to her aunt. And at first her aunt came and she just felt her. And I said, how does she feel? And she's like, every time I ask her to come or say her name, the wind blows and I feel the wind. And I was like, okay, that's her, her right now letting you know that she's with you. And just getting her comfortable, letting her know that she's not scared. So I'm just kind of coaching her along the way saying, you know, let your aunt know that you're not scared to see her image. Let her know that you're ready to see what she wants to show you. And she did it. And at that point, when she had her, I don't like to intervene. So I don't say anything. So the next 30 minutes, she's in her own connection. She's talking. She's working out what she needs to. And I'm just a bystander. So this is what she wrote. She wrote that her aunt brought her to a fireside with her dad and Ethan and Haley. I'm not sure who those people are until nightfall. And her aunt was saying to her, you can have whatever you want to have. You just have to make a decision and tell us. You will finish grad school this year, they told her. You will go back to grad school for counseling, probably online. FAFSA will help. You will live in, you will live in silver something, so it must be an area. You will teach in that area. You will pay off your debt before you move. You will buy a new car. Yes, when you get out, when you get out, you will be able to afford it. The living, the car, everything. Your mom has her own issues. They are hers to deal with, not yours. Live your life for you now. You're the countdown. You're the countdown to when you want to leave. Start your plans now. Take this weekend to set your intentions and expectations on partners, your plans, how you want to get your degree, your your plans to tie up your loose ends here in Tennessee. There's a lot more, but there's so many. This came all from her. This came from source. This came from her guide, her angel, her aunt told her all of this. Now, processing it, I told her actually to take the day and have fun because we did three hours, so we didn't process. But just looking, I'll process with you on on here just so you guys can see. 
the energy commitments then are following through to sit and really figure out if school is the key. And if it is, actually starting to apply. There's an energy commitment for the next month. Another one could be, what are the loose ends? Let's make a list and start tying them up. There's another energy commitment. So I am working now alongside with the connection of helping others connect to the other side, as well as then following through with what your guides are telling you. I feel like I'm not giving it justice. So I actually asked the client if she wanted to share her story herself. And so I would love to welcome Maggie onto the podcast today to share her story. Disclaimer, this client is living in Tennessee, so she voice memoed and she was outside. So I try to reduce some noise and this is the best edit I could do for the audio. A big welcome on Keeping It Real. Maggie, welcome. First of all, Thomas, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. I definitely put this into existence in my brain before it happened. And I'm so glad that it came to fruition. You showed up on my For You page and you had went up to somebody in a store and basically freaked them out and told them about how they had just gotten into a car accident and their grandmother was like with them and that they like made sure that you were, that person was okay. And you like freaked this person out, but they were like, you weren't wrong. You were spot on. And it gave me chills. It freaked me out, but I knew it was real. I was like, yeah, I got to keep watching this. Like I need to watch this spiritual journey because I think you were freaking yourself out even in those videos because you just, it was like compulsive for you. It was one of those things like you weren't going to be able to sleep at night if you didn't do what you were doing in that moment. This is my second time having like a for real full on session. She's been there longer than my dad has. She died in 2015. She's not really my aunt. She's my mom's best friend. Um, But I grew up calling her my Aunt Robin. And that was, you know, that's who she was. But she was, um, she was an addict. And she had a lot of mental health issues. Um, A lot of relatable mental health issues. And so she ended up killing herself in 2015. It was really sad. It was like right after I moved to Memphis. And it was one of those things like she called me a few days before and I didn't answer because I thought she was drunk. And um, she texted me and said, hey, I love you. I miss you. And I didn't text her back. And that was the last time I heard from her. It's like nine days later, she shot herself in the head. I'm one of those people that I feel like I'm, people would say it's unfortunate, (laughs) but I don't see it as unfortunate. It's just the cards I was dealt. You know, I don't have the best relationship with my mom or my dad. And Robin knows all of these things. You know, she's known my mom longer than I've known my mom. The way the session went was intense. Uh, Robin came through full flex, fast, quick, and in a hurry, just like she always does, Um, and was loud and obnoxious and had a lot to say. And um, I say all of that like I heard her, but I did not hear her. It was just, it was funny because it was intense for Thomas. And let me just say, like, I definitely recommend doing this purely because you don't know how long you're going to get in the session. It's not, you know, you pay for a baseline time, but that doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, just get that baseline time. Um, We went for three hours today and... It's exhausting on both parts. You have to be very mentally and physically and spiritually prepared for it. You know, it's like a 
24-hour, 48-hour preparing on your part um, if you really want it to be worth it because uh, that's definitely what I've done. Um, I don't think that the experience that I had was just on Thomas alone. I think that it was a collective. You have to be open and ready for it um, just as much as he is. So it's all about matching energy. Um, so as soon as she came through, though, he was like, you know, he said he saw a Robin, and he saw the letter R, and he just knew that, you know, that that was her name, was Robin. And um, like I said, she was really loud and stuff, and so we connected, and there were, like, a couple of questions that I came into the session with, and um, essentially we uh, talked to her about these questions, but it was very much of... You know, the questions that I had, I wasn't being decisive about the things that I want in life. And I don't, I'm not giving enough direction um, for my guides to help me. Like, for her to help me, for God to help me, for the universe to help me. Like, I'm not giving them enough direction. And it's, the irony of it is, is that I'm a person with, that has a control issue. And here I am not giving enough control to the things that can help me have the things that I want. Essentially, Thomas, we, you know, we, we went through a couple of different numbers. Um, you know, I, we, we set intention. I came up with three numbers that uh, he set ranges for. And, you know, they were the ones that came to me. And by, the, by that they came to me, like one of them was an easy, it always comes to me. It always follows me. It's everywhere I go. I see it all the time. Everybody has one. And it's normally a three-digit number. Uh, mine's 324. It has followed me my entire life, ever since I was a little kid. Like, that was just, like, an easy, quick one. Um, I'm also ruled by the number 6. So that was my second one. That quickly came to my head. And then 13 was the third one. I was very methodical in thinking about when I was going to have my baby. I had a scheduled C-section, thank the Lord. Um, Robin was in that delivery room, too. I felt her that day. Uh, Benny and the Jets was playing whenever I rolled in. And then... Uh, and then it was Dreams by Fleetwood Mac was playing. Uh, <laughs> and then the nurse tech was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll play, you know, I'll turn it off. I told him, I was like, no, no, you got to keep the music going. It's the only thing that's going to keep me calm. Uh, so anyways, I, did, I prayed and like I felt Robin in that room, I swear. Uh, it was wild. Um, uh, so anyways, uh, he went over what some of these numbers meant for me, and that was really cool, and it was very spot on with what I needed and where the session was going for the day. Um, so after we, like, talked about the numbers and what he was feeling, and, you know, it was basically, like, top-layer stuff, you know, what you would see on a live from him, you know, like, it, it's just, it was very, very normal and like uh but spot on as always uh, like had me boohooing because of you know we it like she, robin brought up so much stuff that i'm dealing with that she just knows and obviously she's here with me so the second part was us going to the ecf which is basically like i had an outer body experience it's the only way i can explain it is like um you know i went to like an astral plane of existence which starts in a hallway and like to be completely honest it's like really just like meditate until you feel yourself outside of yourself in complete blackness and then imagine this hallway and the hallway is, is exactly what you want what you want it to be what you see like you make it up you know and mine is like a burgundy hallway the left side of the wall is you know all window 
like from top to bottom. And each time it's been a different time of day. Um, and this time it was like middle of the day, like 11 o'clock in the morning, whenever I went into the door. And when I came back, it was nighttime. And the first time it was the same time of day. It was like no time had happened at all. But I was there for 46 minutes both times. Um, so we go into this hallway. Uh, we go to this door. I open the door. And at first I'm in like complete blackness. And then he very much prepared me for that because he could tell that this, like, this experience was going to be different than the first one. The first one, it was very guided. He helped me see what I needed to see and get where I needed to be and like do what I needed to do in that session, if that makes any sense. Um, and then this time it was very much of like, not self-creation, but self-finding. And so we get there and immediately it's like, you know, he's like, just feel what you see. You know, and, and uh, in the best way possible, it's like, you know, when you're blindfolded somewhere, and I don't know if any of y'all have ever been blindfolded, but I, w I went to Girl Scout camp and they blindfolded us for an initiation, um, like, ceremony there. And it was really cool. But anyways, they blindfolded us to get us to where we needed to go, and they blindfolded us to take us back to our cabins. And so it was kind of like that. It was like I was blindfolded, but I could tell that where I was. Like, I could tell I was outside. And I felt like I was like outside of the mountain and I was already on it. Like it was like I, when I opened up the door and I got out of the door, I was already on top of this mountain. And my aunt did not just straight up show up. It was not like that. It was like, first of all, it took me a minute to like see it. It took me a minute to get there. And then like, I immediately recognized it. I was at Ute Peak in Colorado. Um, I have pictures of this place. I've been there several times in my life. It is the most peaceful place I've ever found on earth. And I, you want to know how I found this place? Oh my God. Like I was in Denver. I went to visit my friend and she had to work a lot like the week that I went there to visit her, but I had a rental car. And so it was one of those trips where it was like, yeah, we ball. Like I got my plane ticket. I had my rental car. I didn't care if Catherine was working or not. And she was off. She could come with me if she wasn't, she wasn't whatever. And so I opened up my Apple maps and I just dropped a pin I, like, found a place that I could get directions to that was in the middle of the forest, like, an hour and a half outside of Denver. And it's, like, northwest of Denver. Like, you just hit I-70, and you go for an hour and a half, and you, like, get off at Silverthorne. You go through, like, that tunnel, like, the um, uh, the Roosevelt Tunnel. I can't even remember. No, Jay Eisen the Eisenhower Tunnel. That's what it is. It's, like, an Eisenhower and some other president tunnel. And, yo, it's so long. And you got to go, like, 40 miles an hour. And let me just be completely real. Um, that and subways is how I figured out that my, like, <laughs> my fear, my, like, um, like, final destination fear <laughs> is being buried alive, like, being in an earthquake and, like, being in a tunnel or being in a subway and, like, experiencing an earthquake. Um, so, anyways, I always have a panic attack going through it, but once you get through it, it's, like, yo, beautiful, and you're immediately on an incline. You're immediately going down the other side of this mountain that you just drove up for, like, an hour and a half. And um, and then you get off in Silverthorne, and you, like, drive for probably another, like, 20, 30 minutes out into, like, BFE. And there's this sign at the base of this mountain for this path to Ute Peak. And 
you have literally like park your car there off of the side of this road and you walk like through this little like grassy area and you could just see an opening in the in the forest at the bottom of this mountain and you're, you're supposed to go in that and the first time i went there it was in november and it was snowy on the ground it was so cold and i like Yo, I literally went up there by myself, got halfway up there and was like, bro, I could get eaten alive. Like, got immensely afraid and then realized, no, like, <laughs> I, I need to hurry up and get up this mountain so I can, like, see the view and then get back down so I don't get eaten. But then I got up there and it was like, yo, I just need to exist. And I was up there for I don't know how long and I cried and I, like, just enjoyed living. I felt like I was a tree. I don't know how else to describe it. I just felt like I was a tree. I was just alive. I just existed. So that's where I immediately went back to. Um, but I've been there like three different times now. Or two different times. Uh, no, three. And so I've been there in the winter, the spring, and the summer. I haven't been there in fall. And um, it was beautiful, like, summertime is what it was whenever I like was having this trip today, essentially. Um, and like I said, I couldn't see my aunt at first. I just felt her in the breeze. And then Thomas was like, I felt it. I feel like she's behind you. And yeah, she was behind me, but she was just like an entity. And, you know, she walked with me, we walked on like to one side of the top and we like, she started just talking, man. And, like, Thomas was trying to help facilitate the conversation. And, the yo, like, she just started talking. And it was, like, I could hear I, I could hear everything she was saying clear as day. But then, like, Thomas came in and was trying to, like, help facilitate the conversation. And I was, like, yo, she's just, like, talking a lot. And he was, like, yeah, I'm going to just shut up. And he, like, muted himself. And I, we just talked. And then eventually we turned around and we walked back to the other side of this mountain. And, like, on the right side. So, basically, when you walk up this mountain, you get to the top and you can go to the right or the left. And if you go to the left, you can, like, walk up, walk through the trail more. And, essentially, you'll go down the other side of the mountain. And you'll, like, go to a river and shit like that. Like, that's what leads down there. Um, and, like, I know that from, like, personal experience. And so, like, in this trip, I did not go that way. We went to where the fire pit is, which is, like, to the right. And, um... Yo, we stayed there till, like, nightfall. And, like, my dad showed up and my two friends that died of overdose. And they were at my in my last trip, essentially. And I'm just going to keep calling them trips because I don't know how else to describe them because that's exactly what it felt like. It's like, yo, I'm literally Stella from, like, Barney's Magic, like, like episodes where she had that, like, magic door. If you know Stella, you know her, okay? So, anyway, she had a magic door and would, like, lead open into anywhere. And, like, that's what this feels like. So, we, like... It's just a trip with Stella, essentially, but it's my Aunt Robin this time. So we go, and we're, there's, we're, we're there until nightfall, and, like, her and my dad are there, and Ethan's there, and Haley's there, and, you know, and they, they just start talking to me and reiterating to me so many things that, like, I think I've always known, and, like, I already know. So much of this, I realize, is, like, my subconscious talking to me. You know, it, it, as well as it is them talking to me, it is also my subconscious. Um, so, you know, I'm recognizing that Thomas is just helping me learn how to facilitate this so that I can essentially do it with no hands. And, like, by no hands, I mean, like, no hands or help of him. Um, uh, which will be great, you know, but I don't know if I'm there yet. So, uh, anyways, we get fireside, and... Uh, they tell me 
you know, I, I first want certain questions answered, which are very typical questions of like, how, when, where, why am, am I going to find my love? You know, how am I supposed to have, am I supposed to have another kid? How do I help myself battle this depression? How do I satisfy myself with life? Like, how do I feel satisfied in life? You know, and I had already gotten top level answers to these questions, you know, I'm not going to find my love here in Memphis. I'm not going to put my, I'm not going to find anybody until I put myself first. I have to give God and Robin and my guides and like my subconscious permission to like do its thing and take me where I need to be so that I can get this. Um, so, uh, and if a very quick, like did Thomas answer me when I asked if I'm supposed to have more kids? And he, he said that quickly. She was like, yeah, like you should have two more. She sees two more, you know, I see two more with like one person, which is wild to me because I can't even imagine having three kids. Um, uh, but you know, if it happens, it happens, I guess. Um, I can't have any more of like a why me mentality. I have to be more grateful for the things that I do have and be present. Um, I have to sit in moments of uncomfortability more often. Um, and I need to be okay with it and then just let myself move on from it. Um, you know, and also I need to start setting expectations for what I want, for the partner that I want, for the life that I want, the home that I want, the, the person that I want to be, like what I want in my job, um, which I will say that I, I feel very satisfied in my job right now, presently in this moment. However, I do feel like I will outgrow my position. Um, I definitely think that I'm meant to be a counselor. Um, I teach right now and I absolutely love what I do. Um, I, I love what I do. I wake up every day and I'm so happy with it, um, especially since changing schools. That needed to happen. Um, getting less students needed to happen. I have more opportunity to build relationships with them. And um, it's just been a really good couple of weeks so far. Um, and I'm very happy with it. However, I know that I am outgrowing this place. Um, but they continued to tell me things, like I said, that I felt like I already knew. So I can have whatever I want. I just have to make a decision and tell my guides and pray to God and, and make my list and think intentionally. Um, so I'm going to finish grad school was one of the things that quickly came out of her mouth. Um, that I will finish it within this school year. I should finish it by the spring, which is crazy also because I had a dream like night before last or last night. It was last night. Um, no, it was not last night. It was night before last when I woke up yesterday. I woke up and was like, dang, I'm going to pass that test exactly like with the minimum score I need to pass it with. Like the next time I take it. Like I woke up knowing that because I remember like getting the score in my dream. Like waking up and like, yo, I'm going to pass that test. So that was really cool because I haven't even signed up to take it again. Um, so... Uh, it says that they told me I'm going to go to grad school for counseling in Colorado. I'll probably be doing it online. I need to go ahead and start looking into it so I have my decision made and I know how much I'm going to be spending on it. Um, I'm going to live in Silverthorne. I'm going to live where that mountain is. Like, I'm going to be there. Um, I'm going to teach there. I'm going to pay off all of my debt before I go out to Colorado. And by debt, I mean, like, credit card debt. Let's be real. Student loan debt isn't even real. Um, especially for teachers, that it gets forgiven after 10 years. So I don't really count it as anything. Um, 
I will buy a new car when I get out there and I'll be able to afford living like and the car and everything that I need like childcare for Ryland should he still need it like you know because hopefully by that point he'll be in school um my mom has her own issues and they're for her to deal with I don't need to feel like I need to help her with them. I've got to leave her to her own devices. And the more that I keep trying to address the issues that she has that I feel like influence me, the more that I let all of that mess with me, um, the more unsatisfied I will continue to feel in that relationship. Uh, So ultimately it's on me how hurt I feel and I've got to really learn to like let a lot of it go and getting out of here and away from it and only being able to see her when the holidays happen and when you know when we can make it happen will make it much easier to enjoy her for exactly who she is and not feel as though um I'm not getting what I need because I will get exactly what I need when I need it um, because I won't be so close. So I have to be okay with not being close. My mom's not going to die anytime soon. I have a real fear of that since my dad died, which is really heartbreaking, but I think relatable, um, for anybody who has lost their parent or one of their parents and still has the other. It's a really scary feeling. Um, So uh, my aunt told me that I have to live my life for me now. Um, And that I'm on the countdown to get out of Memphis. I'm on the countdown to get out of here. Um, I'm going to have a big, beautiful house, and I'm probably going to build it. Um, Understanding my parents' issues isn't for me. And I need to tell my cousins that, too. I've got to tell her kids that. Um, She was very adamant that I reach out and tell her kids that, that they need to hear that. Which made me cry a lot while I was up there. It made me hug her because I think I figured that out with her quicker than I did with my own parents, and I think that that's probably going to stand true for them as well. You know, this year made eight years without her. We're almost on nine. Um... But she also told me because of all of this, she said that I need to start my plans to move now I need, because I need to be thinking about it as in that I'm on the countdown to get out of Memphis and I have to live my life for me right now. And to do that, I need to plan because I am a planner. And if I really, if, if we are, if we, I'm going to pay off all my debt, if all of this really does come to fruition, I have to start acting and thinking now. I'm going on a trip this weekend. And, um, On that trip, uh, I'm going alone. I'm going to New Orleans, and I'm definitely meant to set intentions and to enjoy my time by myself and to get a good clear head and a good clean slate and a good clean path and plan for the next 
year and a half or so. Um, and really start getting excited for the next journey and closing up all of these ends, these loose ends. Um, so that was the next bullet point was to take this weekend and set my intentions and my expectations for a partner, my plan to get to Colorado, my plans to tie up my loose ends here. Um, you know, and it was just a beautiful experience. I got to hug so much my family. Um, my friend Haley that showed up, she, she died of overdose four days before our birthday. We have the same birthday today as our birthday. Um, she's older than, older than me by like three years. So actually by like two years, I think. And, um, uh, yeah, I lost her in 2021. Um, my, my baby had just been born, so I didn't go to her services because I didn't want to get sick. It was still after COVID, and I was breastfeeding, and I was just worried. A lot of people back home where I'm from um, were getting it, were passing around, and weren't being cautious. And I, I couldn't risk it with Rylan, and I, I prayed. I prayed so hard to Haley to tell her. She knew, though. She knew. It was like I knew that she knew. There was no... There was no resentment. She was sorry that I was even having to contemplate it. She didn't mean to do that. And I know that she's sorry she didn't listen to me. I tried to help her get out of her situation. I tried to help that friend. It was good to see her. It was good to hear her and to hear Ethan and to know that they're equally as there to help, to look out for me and to like, be there, you know, to help me get where I want to be. Um, it was just a beautiful experience. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, but it was one of those things where... We talked so long, I started to get exhausted. I was getting exhausted in the meditation. I was starting to, like, almost slip into sleep. And I knew that it was time to go. I had to go. It wasn't even that I was wanting to say goodbye. We weren't even saying goodbye. I just wanted to sleep. The comfort of being there. And like I said, I think that all of this is like a huge just part of your subconscious that you just are getting help opening up to. And learning how to not be afraid of it. Realizing that you know how to actually listen to yourself. God, you just got to do it. So... I'm excited to see where my future holds. It's the last year of my 20s, and it's bittersweet 
It feels like a countdown. It feels like a countdown to the next decade of, like, my forever. And that's exciting. It's like I gotta prepare myself now. I gotta, you know, quote-unquote, get my shit together. So, Thomas, I thank you. I thank you for helping me. I thank God for the internet, dude. Like, yo, when I say that I hate the internet, I hate slash love the internet more than I can ever put in the words. It is the most toxic and vile and horrible thing on the planet outside of money. And just like outside of money, it is the best thing on the planet. Because it brings people together and it helps people grow and remember their loved ones and keep memories alive and keep themselves moving forward and grow and shine their light and be a beacon for other people and make people not feel so alone. It is so easy for the internet to help you to not feel alone if you let it. It is also easy for it to help you feel so alone and toxic and ate up with your own self-demise if you let it. For a person that's so obsessed with control like I am, I really have a hard time recognizing what I actually have control of. Every day I'm learning more and more of like what I have control of. Um, I've set timers on my phone now <laughs> so that I only get two hours of screen time on social media. It's kind of working. Um, I've been trying to let myself sit outside to the point that I'm like profusely sweating. This is the second time I've done it today. I'm sitting outside right now and it's just cause like I want to get the vitamins, but also like I just love being outside and the countdown of summer is here and I'm just trying to learn for myself the best that I can. And Thomas is helping me to figure out how I can do that. And I'm grateful for it. But also, so are my guides and so is God. Um, some people might not like the term of God. Call it the universe. Call it whatever you want, man. Like, it's that higher level of energy that makes the universe turn, that makes our galaxies do its thing. It is that energy that they talk about that, you know, can neither be created nor destroyed. That's what I'm talking about. That is God. And my ears are ringing now. All right. I think that was my timer. Um, Thank you guys for having me, and thank you, Thomas, for the opportunity. I genuinely appreciate this more than you know. Um, I love you so much. I love everything that you do, the light that you shine on the universe. Thank you for believing in me and for helping me and for making this such a memorable birthday. Maggie, thank you so much for sharing your experience, listening to that. I feel it. I feel like you explained it way better of what I'm doing with this ECF in connection to the other side. I'm so excited for you to continue to dive into the connection that you have. You are incredible. You are so worthy of everything you want. 
keep leaning into your guides, your angels, and especially Aunt Robin. I want to do a shout out to Aunt Robin right now and all your loved ones for coming to you today, not just to me, but to you and having you experience it. It's a difference. Yes, all day I can tell my clients I'm proud of you. You should try this, you should try that. But it hits way more when you're able to hear it yourself. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me for any type of connection, even to Maggie. Wish her a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Maggie. This is your year. The only person in her way is yourself. You put out what you want. Your guides will put you where you need to be. Please share, like, comment, follow. If you have any questions at all, please feel free to reach out to me, like I said before. And don't forget to follow me on all social networks at Thomas Edward with two Ds because two is better than one. And Keith, like Grinder Keith, keeping it real for my podcast. Thank you so much for today. I, I need to go wind down. I did sessions today. I had intakes today. And now I'm ready to take a salt bath and call back my energy. Until tomorrow, my little crystals.